You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic, and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. Good evening. Whoa. Whoa. I know Kung Fu. Podcasting? Oh. I think he likes it. I think he likes it. You want some more? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, After watching The Matrix for the first time and like seeing him like get jacked in and just download all the knowledge into his brain, I was like, I can't wait for that to become real because you just do the stuff you want to do and not do the stuff you don't want to do. Right? But okay. First of all, are we going to do an intro or are we just going to go into it? We're just. I guess. I mean, people know who we are by now. Uh, They should. Our two listeners do. Yes, we have two. At least two. Two confirmed, verified listeners. One, should we name drop them now? Sure, why not? Or not? Well, maybe first names only. First names. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't going to say the last name. Let's protect This is first and last names. This is where they live. This is where they work. (laughs) Family members. So yeah, two verified listeners. They're That's both right. A's. That's true. Andy That's true. and Alexa. That's right. Yeah. They are um, no relation. <laughs> we we have no relation, sir. Where are you boys from Arkansas? Anyway, we could we'll we'll jump into a Forrest Gump quoting uh We should do a Forrest Gump episode later. at some point, I think. Yes. It is it is one of my all time like it's top three. Top three for me. I got. I would have to say. Inquiring minds want to know. What are the other two? Interstellar's one. Really? It'd be kind of hard to name the other one. I can't. That's fair. I'd have to think about that. But yeah, Forrest Gump is definitely one of my all-time favorite favorite movies. For me, I think it has one of the highest rewatchability quotients. It is a it is a staple of TNT, TBS, like those. If, if you have cable, it's a staple. Yep. One of those. If it's on, you must watch it. That was the rule. Actually, that was the rule, and it bugged uh, my wife to no end for a while. Actually, because like <laughs> channel surfing, like what was? Oh, 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 go back, go back, go back. She's like, what? Where's like, going? See that? Go back three channels. Uh, we're stuck here now. Yep. She was like, but I said, no, I don't well, care. This is what so, it is. Shawshank Redemption's another one. Yeah. Any of the Lord of the Rings movies. If they're on. I consider them... Yeah, absolutely. I consider that one movie in my mind. Well, okay. That's if it. if a section of the Lord of the Rings movie is on. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Um, That's actually really terrible because for me... Now, thankfully, I didn't run into this problem, but if I would, were to like be channel surfing and like Fellowship was on... I would, I, would, I would most likely stop and watch it. And if it was a marathon, I'd have to watch all of them, which would be insane because of commercials now okay kill my sleep cycle so if you had you know if you had cable and you were flipping through the channels and you see the fellowships on now so you say you'd have to if it was a marathon you'd watch them all now would you suffer through the commercials or would you be like okay i'm in the mood now i gotta bust out my dvds or if you have the blu-ray you know bust that out and watch the extended edition the only edition Absolutely. Really? Um, 
I probably would for time's sake, honestly. Um, but no with Forrest Gump or Shawshank Redemption. I would just watch it on TV and bear the sure. commercials. Well, yeah, sure. Because, I mean, like with Forrest Gump, there's not a lot that they're going to, like, they're going to cut for content, really. And yeah. the commercials, yeah, it's annoying, but it's easy to just, like, sit on the couch. Okay, wait scroll for time. Forrest Gump. Yep, scroll time. Oh, he's back on. Okay. I will say, though, that uh, for me, personally, I don't know, because I've, again, I, we didn't have, like, cable for very long when I was doing that. It seemed like when we had cable, we mainly still just, like, streamed everything, which is why we dropped it. It's basically what we do now. Yeah. It's for the kid and sports, Yeah, essentially. Anyway. Yeah. My kids are old enough to stream, and I don't really do the sports a lot, so... But, like, the other movie that really would, and I can't decide if it's, like, nostalgia-based or if it really is because I like it that much, is the first Matrix movie. That ties into what we're talking about now. I know, but it's true. Like it, That is totally true. If, I, you know, like like you said, I mean, I don't really, we have cable, but I don't even really, I don't really flip through the channels at yeah. all anymore. It's very rare. But, yeah, if I were to see The Matrix, I'd be like, yep, it's gonna on. watch that. Mm-hmm. Yep, got to watch it. Only the first, well, only the first one? What if you catch the second one? I mean, honestly, Which probably any of them. Res, rev, reloaded? 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 Matrix Reloaded? And then Matrix Revelations? I think that's how it goes. And then Resurrections. Yeah. Better look that up. I think that's correct. But yeah, I think I think I would. I, I think for me, it's like a, uh, there is like a heavy nostalgia factor. I remember watching the matrix for the first time and it was because a co-worker of my stepdad um like brought it to work didn't tell him he was doing this he brought it to work and he was like randy watch this movie man it's gonna be awesome you're gonna it's gonna be so cool you're gonna love it and he told him a little bit about it and so my stepdad was like all right so he came home and was like hey joshua let's uh, watch this movie um now we only had one tv at the time that was really you could watch movies on and it was occupied by my mom at the time. So we watched it like in the basement on our PC, our desktop PC with like the crappy speakers, nice. like a real tinny sound. And I can't believe your computer even had the power to, to push that, It had read to, that DVD. I can't either, honestly. I think it had to have I'd been our first carnation of computers that had that capability in, in our house and that's how i watched it for the first time like my stepdad and i like in these uncomfortable chairs hunched over watching this movie <laughs> and was it great it, it blew my mind man i thought it was now how long incredible. was it b- between watching it on the computer and watching it like in a more clear and comfortable setting i think i probably at the time man i had i have to think here so i think at the time i was on the playstation 2 and I had like a crappy um, like box bulb TV with like the clicking mm. knobs thunk, 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 yeah. thunk, thunk, thunk. that I had to use. I don't think I'd upgrade PS2, to the you could watch DVDs, DVDs yeah. on the PS2. Yeah. And so I think as soon as we were done, I was like, I'm going to watch that again this weekend. He was like, of course you are. And he just handed it over. <laughs> and so I think I watched it again in that same weekend. Yeah. Okay. And it blew you away again. It did. I was just like, this is so, what a cool concept. And the idea, oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, I'm going to be cyberpunk now. Anyway, um, yeah, so the first time I watched it, um, so it came out, what, 99? So I think I, so. Yeah, so I was like a sophomore in, in high school, and 
I was never on the bleeding edge of uh, of seeing R-rated movies, or because, well, for one, I wouldn't be able to go see them in the theater because I was too young, unless someone took me, which my dad wasn't going to take me. Right. Um, and there's no way that I was getting watched at my house, you know, like straight when it was on when it was on DVD. So I had to wait for like you know to see it with my friends. So I was at uh, so my friend Eric's house. Uh, after now, this is gonna this is really gonna place me in uh, for our two listeners confirmed. Uh, they'll know what this stuff is, uh, but it was after a banquet. Oh geez, yeah. Um, so a banquet for those who, if anyone listens that doesn't know what that is, it's like it's the like Adventist school version of like a dance, but there's no dancing. Yeah. Because Adventists don't dance, right? Well, it's like a—it's not just Adventists too. I've no I've uh, other Christians. Yeah, I've picked up on because sure. I used to think it was just Adventists, but right. I've since learned that a lot of uh, more conservative Christian groups do banquets instead of mm-hmm. prom or Which, homecoming. That makes sense. Uh, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, as you're older and your worldview kind of opens a little more, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, it's not just the Adventists. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I was in high school. So this Adventist is Academy, which is. You know, Adventist High School. High school. Um, so whatever the theme of the banquet was, because they're themed, and you you know you go hang out and eat wherever it is, and then you go do fun stuff afterwards. So I went to Eric's house. Um, and we were watching, and they were watching The Matrix, and that was the first time I had seen it. But I couldn't stay and watch the whole thing because I had to go home because <gasps> it was oh, too no. it was too late. What part did you have to leave? I don't remember. I just. I think oh, I remember man. being. I don't remember, but I remember like being like I was like, oh shucks, man. I mean, I wasn't saying that, but um, you know, I was I was bummed that I had to leave, um, and I don't remember when I finally actually saw it properly, like got to see the whole thing, but I did eventually. So you know, and I obviously enjoyed it as much as you did. Um, it was yeah. cool. It was like uh, I think it was the f- one of the first movies I saw that it clicked with me that some films can be like an art form and mm-hmm. that you can be because it was so much more stylized than anything else I'd watched at the time um, like my favorite movie up to that point not that The Matrix is like in my top three necessarily but if you had asked me at the time my favorite movie would have been like The Shawshank Redemption um, so like it's a period piece so that was the style the matrix has its own style which has Mm -hmm. just been wildly impactful and spawned cyberpunk as a genre and all this other stuff leather trench coats and dark clothing and sunglasses all the time um but it was just i don't know just this everything about it really just was fresh to me it's cool yeah um yeah it's adding a whole lot there yeah Yeah. um um, you're right yeah it was it's i mean it was a cultural you know uh, an icon i mean it it still is yeah um even though it's you know 20 plus years old but um there's a new movie that came out hard as it is to believe we got a new Matrix movie this year. Yes. Something that I think a lot of people didn't think was going to happen ever. Well, because uh, the Wachowskis 
you know, I think had repeatedly said they weren't going to do another one. Right. And, you know, I... So, Josh and I went and saw the new the new Matrix, Matrix Resurrections. When did we say that? A couple weeks ago? Two, yeah. three weeks ago? Um, it was right after New Year's, I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, and so, I was I always kind of like to read a little bit about, or, well, read a lot about the movies, you know, after, after I see a movie that I hadn't seen before. Um, and I get, you know, I guess, uh, you know, the Wachowskis had been... They're always being asked, like, when, if they're going to make another one, you know, before this latest one came out. Right. Um, because, you know, everybody wants it. And the, the money's, you know, always there. And they're like, no, 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 don't do it. And then, you know, finally they, um, Lana Wachowski is the one who directed this one. Um, Wrote and directed. Is it, was it both or was it just um, Produced, co-written, and directed. Oh, okay. Sequel to Revolutions, which came out in 2003. Yeah. So we want to do a spoiler-free review of it? Or do you want you have anything else you want to say before? No, just uh, it's it's kind of weird how at the time that the second Matrix movie came out, everybody was like, it was really good, it was crazy, not what you'd expect from a sequel. And nowadays, like, the expectations for sequels is, like, so high, though. You know, you mm. look at the biggest movies of the last 10 or plus years maybe is like the marvel movies right which are all basically sequels to each other like they all tie in it's the marvel cinematic universe and um you know so it's kind of like star wars uh, as well with the the sequels whether you love them or hate them like sequels are today's currency for movies it seems like there's no original thoughts in hollywood anymore (laughs) that's a whole podcast yeah uh yeah it's a lot of stuff we just you you know you just said in the last you know thirty seconds could be episodes on their own. Um, <laughs> yeah, like is there such a thing as is Marvel fatigue because I might have it, or just or just like not caring like malaise. It's like eh. like I was going through a period where like I was really trying to power through them all and. I made it through quite a few, and I was trying to do it in the right order. Like, right, and uh, which I think you were doing. You're doing the same thing. Yeah, I am. Uh, my son and I were. We are. Our next movie is Iron Man three. But then, so like, I made it to, I made it to Guardians of the Galaxy two. I finished that. Okay. And the next one was like Age of Ultron, and I think we may have we talked about this before. But then I was just I started watching it, and I was just like, eh, I'm just. Eh. I was just like, I'm done for now. Yeah, it's really tough to like, because it's like I'm not. It all in. I don't really like. I'm not really a huge fan of any of the characters. Like, I don't really care that much about like, and it's all just these like ensemble. At least, obviously, the Avengers is. I mean, there's other ones that aren't, yeah. and I haven't seen some of those, so that's probably not fair. Like, I think Ant Man and oh, see, I think Ant Man's one of my favorites. Black Widow. I haven't seen that. Haven't that seen that one did look interesting, but I just haven't. Yeah. So we got rid of Disney Plus, and I just haven't felt th- compelled to re-up with it. So. Well, I understand. Maybe someday. Yeah, yeah. got tons of time. Anyway. So, yeah, it's weird, though, because, you know, again, sequels are like the currency now. Mm-hmm. But looking at how cool the original three Matrix movies are, and I know a lot of people didn't like the third one 
and I hear you. I understand why. I liked it. So, okay. So, I'll say this about that one, about the third one. So, I honestly don't think that I actually watched the whole thing when it first came out because, like, I watched one and two, like, multiple, multiple times. I got the DVDs. I watched Animatrix one and two, uh, you know, Matrix one and two. Um, and I was always like, ah, the third one's no good. Ah, whatever. It's it's not good. And then I finally I finally went through, I, I busted out my... No, I didn't. I didn't watch the DVDs. It was on like Netflix. All of them were on Netflix. Oh, okay. So I watched Matrix one, two, and then I was like, I'm gonna watch three. And I was watching three, and I'm like, eh, you know, what? It's like, yeah, okay, it's not, whatever. It's not as you know, cool as the first one. But then I'm like, I was watching. I'm like, this is. I actually, I'm like you, Josh. I liked it. I, I don't see it. the hatred. Like I'm like, okay, it has some corny moments, but I'm like, the battle, like the big battle. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like the fights were cool. The story yeah. was, you know, reasonable. I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should interview a Matrix Three hater. Maybe. I, yeah. Sure. Like flesh that out because I don't understand why. And as I was watching it, I'm like, I don't remember any of this. So either I watched it once and just like dismissed it, or like completely just whatever dismissed it, or I didn't actually watch it. Like. Huh. I don't know because I was like, man, I don't remember any of this at all. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I'm like, this is this is okay. This wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, and I think so. I've seen I've seen now after we watched it, the the newest one, mm-hmm. Resurrections. Yep. I was kind of interested because as we as we left the theater, we were talking about it briefly, and I was like, I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. I liked some of the layers that they brought in and the throwbacks and stuff that i mm-hmm. thought it was uh, i thought it was an adequate sequel i thought it was fun yeah my time. me too i'm happy i saw it in the theater because i considered watching it at home and like streaming it on hbo mm. um and i just which uh, let me say is a pretty cool option it really is it really sorry is. continue um but i just i i, I still kick myself that and I've and I've had angry words with my friends that they didn't who saw the original Matrix in the theater and didn't say anything about it, um, like didn't tell you like oh my yeah. gosh you got to watch this movie Josh I was like wasn't that cool and like oh yeah I can't believe you hadn't seen it yet and I was like and you said you didn't nothing. tell me about it yeah um, but yeah so I was like I don't want to I think I think we should go it's fun I haven't been to a movie in a while and be nice mm-hmm. to get out and, and do that and as we were leaving I was like I think it's I thought it was good yeah it was good it starts out pretty. Uh, well, like a big thing going into it, you're like, how the heck are they going to explain yeah. how? So I don't think this is talking about the first three and so what happened there isn't a spoiler, right? Let's establish that. I think, I mean, those movies are 15 it, to 20 years old. Yeah. I, I think, think if you haven't seen, haven't seen now, that, I'm going to, it's like a sixth sense moment. It's just going to blow. Right. It's just going to blow your mind. I was really interesting how, like, how are they going to like, explain how how uh, thomas alive. anderson you yeah. know how, how neo's alive because at the end of the third movie dead he dies like he's dead yeah Does Tr- trinity dies too see that i don't remember pretty sure i'm pretty sure she does well because they, they both like kind of sacrifice themselves yeah they crash bring... their their ship into the into the machine city thing yeah, and then he gets plugged in for one last hurrah, and yeah, it's it's like a big climactic thing that 
um, I th- I, in hindsight, I kind of think the Wachowskis, Wachowskis maybe like wrote themselves into a corner a little bit. I'm not sure. I haven't, um, not really a script writer at this point in my life, so I'm not going to speculate too much on that. Not I guess. yet. Not yet. No. Sopranos throwback here. I hear if you get some screenwriting software, it should basically write it all for you. <laughs> Have you gotten to that? Oh, part? right. In- Is that where, because Chrissy's like writing... Did you get to that part? Yeah, he's he's, yeah, that's like in season two. He's like he's writing. Well, him and Aid, and he 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 gets a lap. He's a yeah, laptop he's got for like Christmas, a laptop and I think so. He's got a bunch of like those floppy disks. Those like yeah, uh, he's like uh, three and a quarter floppy oh, disks. Yeah. It was it's such a great. He's like oh yeah, I got a uh. yeah. So it's so <laughs> wild. Uh, um, yeah, that was a that was like a big question. Also, I was like going into it because you know what I recalled, and I didn't go back and rewatch the other ones. I decided no, yeah, I, d- I didn't either. It's been a while. I think I did watch the original Matrix last year, the year before, um, and I just was like, no, let's just I'm just going to go into it cold. Let's let's see how it goes. Um, and I think I was right. I think it, it had some great nostalgic callbacks, and I think without should we say how it uh, how it kind of starts. Sure. I think that's. I think we could say that without being. Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking here. At, yeah. And Wikipedia talking about how like um, how three the third one ended. So he gets plugged into the Matrix, and then Neo fights the Smiths, and then the machines. Blah blah blah. And Neo's life is sacrificed. Yeah. And the Matrix is rebooted, and the yeah. machines. The architect meets the oracle, and they agree that peace will last as long as it can. Like all peace. Yes. Anyway, so, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was really just curious how... I mean, I was like, well, it's called Resurrections, and in May, uh, when Neo has his conversation with the architect, you know, that kind of... I don't know how to describe that conversation. Overly pretentious conversation that mm. really, mm-hmm. like rock some young kids minds i suppose totally uh i was like oh well they talk about how there's like several versions and incarnations of the matrix and there's always the one who like kind of does stuff and then he makes a choice and they just reset and like do it again and they do it again yeah hadn't Uh, it been reset like hundreds i don't know how many six times something it was anyway yeah so i was like okay so maybe this is like an alternate take or maybe it's a what if story, like uh, yeah. Because I was like, how are they? How are they gonna? How yeah? How are they? I was interested to see how they they would explain that with the yeah. You know, so like the opening scene starts out really parallel to the first Matrix mm-hmm. movie, and then it kind of goes from there. And I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was smartly done for the most part. But I think that's maybe straying into spoilers for the moment. Yeah, I mean, if you're, it's better to you know to see these things for Cold. yourself yeah. you know and you know so we don't want to ruin anything but so overall overall mm. you saw it would you recommend it yeah how many it was entertaining i mean out of 10 white rabbits how, how many would you give it mm. 10 being the best mm. i guess well i'll say it's it's not one thing I'll say about it is that it doesn't like. There's nothing in there that's going to blow you away. Like you're not. There's I think that could be moment. a weakness of yeah. maybe of that if you're expecting 
to see something revolutionary like you did or something that is just over the top, knock your socks off thing like you saw in the first one, or, you know, which they kind of continued in the second and third and it got kind of corny after that. Um, I don't think you're going to see that. So you so don't have that expectation, yeah. which I kind of did a little bit and was kind of hoping. I was wondering. I was like, what could it be? But it was all like the action was cool. And we, I mean, we don't want to get into it too much here in our non-spoiler section. And the action was cool, but it wasn't. There wasn't anything. There wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a bullet time. Yeah, like the first Matrix movie, that really kind of was the iconic yeah. scene of like the bullet time and Neo doing the you know the back flow yeah. thing and and like um, it, it wasn't that moment. And the first one was was all gritty and you know it was all all the leather and the latex and the shades and you know which is like a hallmark of of the matrix i mean you know the fashion and all that it's like that was all like at the forefront and really cool but then it kind of i think even in the first three it kind of got to the point where you're like yeah okay whatever yeah it's not as like flashy and and impressive and in this one it's just you're just kind of like yeah so how would you so how would you rate it then like because because yeah I agree like it, it it really did there was a couple of moments where I thought we were gonna like flash into some new bullet mm-hmm, timey thing mm-hmm. or like the Smiths fight or mm-hmm. you know one of those and then it kind of didn't well they and they even make fun of like make fun of that which was which is without saying too much it was really kind of which is really fun and um that they poke fun at a lot of the stuff yeah from the first three yeah so you know they they kind of make fun of bullet time a little bit or they you know they talk about it um so i would say so i guess if we say the matrix the original was a 10 would we say that would you say that would you yeah 10 out of 10 i mean that's pretty it's at least an it's at least an eight nine or ten i think probably nine it's probably nine uh this one i would say six six nice i think i would say seven seven okay yeah because um, it's like i don't want to because again it, it was entertaining it's not going to be a movie that i'm like oh my god i go out and buy this and watch it and uh, you know a bunch of times and i'm gonna you know it, it's you're not there. Stop while you're scrolling cable to watch it if it's on. Yeah, like you might. It wouldn't be a showstopper up. like a like a like a stop stop the surfing. It's like I'd almost have to like I'm like, hell, am I in the right mood to watch this? Which part? Yeah, which yeah. part is it? <sighs> yeah, yeah. I think six or seven is fair. Yeah. Is fair for that. I mean, for it, this one, it was really entertaining. It's about two and a half hours long, and it was really long. It, it was a really long movie. It, did it feel long to you? Cause it it kind of did. Okay. I mean, because I glanced at my watch at just you know just to see what time it was, and I was like, wow, this. I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't like bored, but I was just like, man, this is a long movie. Yeah. I so I I was very entertained. I didn't notice the time. I could have gone for another thirty minutes. I think before I would have noticed that now, it was dragging. Okay. So, do you think? Having seen the the originals and been a fan of those, did that make it more enjoyable for you? Like, if you hadn't seen a Matrix movie ever and you watched this one, would it still be a seven? Because a lot of the entertainment, like for me, was like you're kind of waiting for those callbacks or like how they're gonna like if they're gonna reference, you know, yeah, if they're gonna excuse me, if they're gonna if they're gonna call back to you know 
previous characters or previous events or whatever. So if yeah. you've never seen it and you don't know, you're just going to be like, yeah, this is, that was pretty cool. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. That's cool. I think you could see it without watching the other ones. Would it be as good, though? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's really hard to quantify because of how layered it is in the original three movies. I think it's really hard to separate them out. Like, I wouldn't recommend to somebody to watch, like, Return of the King without having mm. first watched the other two. Right. Um, it doesn't... Because it's, it's all the same story. It's and a, so it's, it's the end of... Story. Yeah. It's different than watching... Now that I've started watching the Marvel movies in order, it's a lot different than watching, like, the first Captain America movie and then jumping and watching Ant-Man. Like, you don't have to have seen either of those movies. Sure. But it makes sense when it comes together in, like, Civil War a little bit mm-hmm. but also isn't necessarily like a requirement so i think it's different with with certain yeah. movies um, like you could watch and i have experimented i think we did this with somebody uh like if you know somebody who's never seen star wars and you start with episode one instead of like the original a new hope star wars mm-hmm. like you could do that and get away with it and it would be fine but i don't think you can with this movie just like i don't think you could with the the second movie without having seen the first one i think that would be mm. you would start at a disadvantage yeah. well because it's like you could watch it and it would be enjoyable but yeah like you wouldn't a lot of the stuff they're talking about you wouldn't know you just you just have to kind of you know kind of pull that out of you know infer that sometimes or be like oh they're talking about you know something happened a while ago mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that was but it sounds like it was pretty you know bad or good or whatever yeah so yeah i will say that i think uh although although i I, you know it's not like i said it's a seven solid seven for me flat seven usually i'm like "Eh, 7.3 a little better than that (laughs) but no it's flat seven for me um i think in my opinion this might be keanu reeves best work as an actor you think so i think so because as much as i love keanu as much as I love him, as much as I'll watch anything that has him in it, I'm, I'm down. You want to watch it? Yeah. You had me at Keanu. Didn't even have to say Reeves. But like... How many other Keanus do you know? Like, There's got to be one. Like, not that you know him personally, but like... Well, I don't know Keanu Reeves You know of. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I think we could hang out, though. I think... It, I think oh, I, Keanu I would be... He'd be awesome to hang out with. For sure. But I just... He's not like... He's not a Marlon Brando or Meryl Streep or, you know, some of those actors who could do like anything that they wanted to and do it really well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a tighter focus and range. And he typically does movies that are more like fun as opposed to deep, which is great. Like, I don't mind that at all, but I don't think Keanu's going to win an Oscar. Ever. So, okay. So, you're, so you talk about that. There's a movie of his that... Um, I mean, well, there's a lot of movies he's made. Um, what is it? Is it Devil's Advocate? Yeah, with Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Al Pacino. I uh, I haven't seen that. I've heard it's really good though. It is really good, but so Keanu is he pretty like famously sacrificed his paycheck so they could afford Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's a good movie it really makes you there, there is some like ooh thoughtful moments and stuff and it kind of made you think but it's not because of keanu reeves it's because of al pacino so keanu is not a strength in that movie he is 
because he does it. He does do his job really well. He plays his character. He fits absolutely into the puzzle. Yes, but, but his performance isn't going to like you know slap you in the face and be like, "No, this really is not. awesome." Okay, it's really not. The honestly, the Matrix movies, and then more recently, the John Wick movies. But those, the John Wick movies were made for him. Yeah, like the stunt it's directors like, from the Matrix were like, "Let's make this cool movie and let's get Keanu to come back, and we're going to write this part for him." So the director of the John Wick movies was a stunt guy in the Matrix. Yeah, and he played. Is this a spoiler? He played. Uh, we're in still in the not non spoiler section. He played a role in the new Matrix movie. Really? See, I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's from my like IMDb Wikipedia. <laughs> um, cool. Um, but, but I think this. I, th- I personally, this is the most depth I've seen from Counter Reeves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Wick is like. Now, you're going to hate me. You're not hate me, but you're going to be shocked. I've only actually seen the first John Wick. And that's fine. I keep, like, seeing, like, every time it comes up, I'm like, yeah, people are like, hey, the John Wick movies, and, like, yeah, I've only seen the first one. They're like, what? Like, They're all it, really fun popcorn movies. Yeah. They don't try to be anything else. And it, But I just keep getting further behind because it's like, oh, what? You got to watch the second one. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm going to watch it sometime. And then it's like, yeah, I've only seen the first one. It's like, what? You got to watch two and three. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've only seen the first one. Oh, you got to watch two, three, and four. Uh, well, there isn't four yet, is there? Well, there will, there will be. There will be. There yeah. will be. Um, well, I'd be interested. I would be very interested to, if you ever get around to it, to hear your reactions to two and three. But yeah, it's because I liked one. They're fun. Don't get me wrong. They're they're fun. Again, they're ridiculous. I love it. What you said about the Devil's Advocate, where, like, he doesn't carry, like, the big performances isn't from him. The villain in the first John Wick, I feel like he. I mean, he has more like range, and it, his his yeah. his lines are way more interesting. Because well, <laughs> I guess Wick doesn't have that many lines, but yeah, but yeah, he's just a real interesting character, and he's very like very memorable, like a pencil, you know, yeah. like the Baba Yaga, and then I'm just so I'm gonna give a you know shout out to the film reroll another podcast I'm pretty sure you told me you haven't checked whoop, it out yet but whoop. haven't but Josh gives you high praise so I that was the first podcast I listened to from them is they their their theme is that they re-roll with an RPG system movies um, and the first one I listened to was the John Wick episode and what was super cool about that was that John Wick is overpowered and so they decided hey why don't we have him be the bad guy and our players are going to play as the Russians and that way you have this like really hard bad guy that you know is coming and you have to figure out how to like set up for him and that way it doesn't you know give your players too much of an advantage because that's always not what you want to do as a GM. So you're saying that he was the villain in the in the reroll? Yeah. He was the villain and I thought that was like a cool way to look at it because you know from the russians perspective he is the bad guy you know because they're the ones who are in charge and all that stuff um tonight's brew of choice is from the mill got this coffee for christmas and uh it's quite tasty i don't remember what blend it is though the roast hold on duke nukem no (laughs) dark new guinea dark new guinea the mill is a local coffee shop here in yeah. Lincoln, maybe they could be a sponsor of us. I like 
That'd be interesting. I mean, why not? Anybody could be a sponsor. That's true. We have a Ko-Fi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, I'm trying to like plug them here. Order online at millcoffee.com. Serving the finest coffees and teas since 1975. Oh, really? I had no idea the mills at all. Cool. Also, little nugget. I'm pretty sure the mill was founded by someone from Union College. That would not surprise me. I think. I have to look at that. Well, pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. So anyway, you know, Keanu Reeves, fantastic, really cool stuff. Like his movies. Like I said, if he's in it, I'm willing to watch it. Um, but like by and large, it's not like he has a lot of. Uh, he has a, he has a certain range, and he typically stays in it does not stray from and when he said tr- range yeah when he tries that's when it gets kind of weird but i thought in this movie maybe 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 i just wanted maybe i just saw what i wanted to see but i saw a lot of like depth and range and some emotion yeah, from Keanu I mean, Reeves that i've never seen before and has made yeah, me because he was playing is this is this a spoiler talking about like the you know like <sighs> i think it is well we'll get to that in a minute Okay, I guess we got to decide when we're going to stop our non-spoiler yeah. or, and go into the spoiler section. Well, I guess, you know, is there anything uh, else non-spoiler that you want to say, or should we, like... Um, let's see. Tell everybody pause and go watch the movie real quick. Um, not related to the movie itself, but our experience at the theater. Some pretty awesome trailers. Uh, that were in front of that were in front of this, but there was a lot of them. There was a lot of trailers. Like oh, the movie was scheduled to start at like three fifteen, and it didn't actually start until three thirty five. Yeah, that was a, that was a good amount of trailers. That the new what's that one with this. um what's the, his name Nick Leto? Cage? Oh Leto. Oh, the, I was thinking of the Nick Cage movie where he plays himself. Yeah, that. One. <laughs> And he like goes on these adventures with Pablo Pascal, who plays like a like a eccentric billionaire yeah. who just wants to do like Nick Cage movies. Is, is it Pedro Pascal or Pablo? Pod, what did I say? Pedro. Pedro. It's Pedro. I'm pretty sure. Mr. Pascal yes. of Narcos and Mandalorian fame. Game of Thrones also. And Game of Thrones. That's true. I did get that far in yes. that show. Oh, you did. Okay. Um, Gave up on it though. Prince Oberon, I believe. So the Nick Cage, and then there was what was so Leto. It's a Marvel movie, right? He's a Morbius. vampire yes, guy. Dr. Morbius. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one looked pretty sweet. That does look Batman, the new Batman, Robert Pattinson. That was the first trailer I've seen for that. <sighs> yeah, me too. And I'm like, I'm down. I want right. to see it. I know, I know. So I know, uh, you know, listener 1A, one, one 1B, one Andy, big Batman fan right there. I'd be interested to hear what he what he what he has to say about that. Yeah. Or what he what his uh thoughts are. We may have to get Andy on at some point to uh sure. to discuss Batman or Yeah, I heard other an interesting things. take on the Batman movies in general and that, that kind of a, encapsulates some of the problem with the movies. Not because I didn't like, you know, certain ones of not taking that comparison, but like where do you draw the line with like, okay, that's gritty and dark enough? Because we started with like as far as cinema Batman is concerned. Not not the comics, because I'm aware of how they start and, and their ebbs and flows. But as far as Batman on the silver screen and maybe portrayed in TV shows, like we had the 60s Batman, which was absurd and campy, but fun and ridiculously popular. Mm. And then like every incarnation of Batman since then gets darker and grittier. And like that's 
the only way that the movie studios are choosing to like improve the story and tell their version it's like and i just don't know at what point must be darker it's just gonna be like a black screen with like the eyes <laughs> flashing around and then like muzzle flashes well there was that that was that part in the trailer yeah, where that was exactly like that it was completely dark and Batman was moving down yeah. this hallway, and all you saw, like you said, was the muzzle flashes from That's the gun. Cool. So, yeah, it was a great, really styli- really cool stylistic choice. But, yeah, you're right. It's like it was dark, and then you'd be like, poof, poof. So you'd see, and you'd see Batman, like, in different, you know, it's like a strobe thing. Yeah. So he's all like, poof, 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 poof. The next movie, that's all it's going to be. That's yeah. it. It's just strobe. Or, or is it going to get, like... You know, you talk about like darker, like the like the 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 lighting, and but then like, at what point does it get to be like? Do we is it they gonna just be like, give Batman a gun and have him just like, blowing bad guys heads off, or or even Actually, like or I even like not or even like not bad guys like? From what I've heard, we are gonna questionable. Get that. Uh, if they do a Flashpoint movie, which I'm hoping they do, because that's a really cool concept to me. What's Flashpoint? Okay, so basically, this is way off topic, but hey. So, that's okay. We're that's what we're known for. I know, right? It's like our hallmark. Uh, so there's a comic called Flashpoint uh, because the Flash can manipulate time to a degree, right? He can. I didn't know that. Go so fast. I think that's how it goes. He can go so fast that he could like move forward and backward in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically saves. He does something, and what it does is triggers a chain reaction where instead of um the guy killing thomas and martha wayne they kill bruce child bruce right and so what this does is his mom's mind snaps with the loss of her seeing her son Mm -hmm. down in front of her kind of makes sense actually um and she becomes the joker and he's dead yeah (laughs) and he and goes around causing mayhem and like doing all kinds of bad stuff and his dad becomes Batman, like a version of Batman, but he's got like two dual pistols. And so like if he catches you, he kills you. And it's like this. And this has already been done. This it's is... a comic. And I've wow. heard rumorings, rumblings constantly uh, that, that, that they're going to do a movie version of that. And I, I got to be honest, I kind of want to see that. Like I want to see that and, and just remind everybody of like, we i for me personally i prefer as i said before like the kevin conroy batman the animated series batman even though it's a kid's show it still is worth watching as an adult okay and i think that's dark enough and like gritty enough really like i loved the christian bale batman movies that was those were really cool but even those were maybe i don't know a little like a step or two beyond where I or I would prefer things to be, but mm. you know. Well, and there's like, that like making it darker and grittier, like yeah, just to like keep people interested. I guess I don't yeah. know. So I say that, but I also say that one of my other favorite things is the Frank Miller version, where he like um, there's a scene where he catches this criminal, and the guy's like, "I'm not telling you anything," and he just like breaks his arm. Like Batman just breaks his arm and is like, you're going to talk and you're going to stay scared and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, dang. All right. That's a different. Okay. Here, here we go. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it works for what it is. But I just think that for the movies, like the answer isn't let's be darker. Let's be grittier. 
I just I think there's better ways to tell a story than pure yeah. violence. Yeah, it's like let's maybe make the characters more interesting rather yeah. than just make going for that. Brutal. Yeah. So like, what is like, what is like? Okay, I know there's differences between the comics and the graphic novel, or you know, whatever yeah. the all the different media. Like, what is Batman's like limit? He doesn't kill. That's it. Is that it? That's kind of it. Like it's and it's really weird because if you look at Batman when he first started, he carried around a revolver and would occasionally just kill people. Huh. So it was almost more like a Punisher thing, and I don't know where exactly we were introduced to this. The Batman does not kill um, aspect of it, but you know, it definitely in the in the '60s Adam West version, obviously he was very. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I actually loved about the '60s one is he was actually reluctant to fight, even. Um, and like, there's an episode where he's going to fight, or he confronts Catwoman, and she's like, "All right, well, I'm going to use." whatever form of martial art and blah 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 you know it's very campy mm-hmm. so they announce their moves almost like an anime and <laughs> i'm gonna like, chop you with my karate yeah and instead of like reacting batman just stands there and goes ah well i see what you're actually using is this which means that i would have to make the first attack which i will not do and it was like <laughs> holy moly what's going on here so you know it's like i just like i said i think there's a lot of cool stories you could tell with and and take a different take i want to see a movie a batman movie where they focus on him being like the great detective that would be cool you know yeah like still batman still kicks butt when he needs to or whatever and you can have some cool action but he's has like a slightly different focus yeah like yeah like rather than just like moving from fight with multiple thugs to molt you know yeah which I know. Again, we're way off topic here, but like the uh, the Arkham, uh, the games, the yeah. video games, yeah, really cool. But it's like it's a lot of. I mean, the, there's a combat system in there where you know you get rewarded for stringing together uh, combos. But it's, it's a, a lot. Slash yeah, you move from fight to fight. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. And we're, are we ready to go into the? Uh, spoiler section of the new Matrix movie. I think so. I think I think everybody's been warned. We're going to get to the spoilers. Yep. Okay. Here they come. Big spoilers. So if you haven't seen the new Matrix movie, stop listening right now, unless you want spoilers. Oh, hey, before we get started. Yeah. Tell me. So my son wanted to know where I was going this evening. Told him I was going to go, you know, to Josh's house and record a podcast and. Um, he was like, you know, asking me questions about it because he's supposed to be going to bed, but he was, you know, stalling. What? So he was like, so are you guys going to be like, it's me on TV? I'm like, no, it's a, it's kind of like a radio show. And yeah. He's like, what are you guys talking about? And I was like, we're talking about a movie called The Matrix. And he's like, can you also, he's like, can you also talk about um, Detective Pikachu? I have not seen it. We watched that today. Did you? Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. So kind of, I've, I've. I'm not a big Pokemon guy, but I wanted. I was oscillating on that one. It, I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds is a big star Man. of the movie, and and the you know all the all the cool Pokemons. You know the the main lead, uh, Justice Smith. I think his name mm. Justice Smith. Yeah, yeah. He was okay. He, he okay. did. He did fine. Um, no Keanu Reeves though. No, no. <laughs> but uh, so Eric is been way into pokemon lately he got the he I got the, like the starter board game for christmas um 
which it's a really fun, really easy to pick up card, you know, competitive card game. It's fun to play. Yeah. He's he's way into his favorite thing is to trade cards. So he's been taking, you know, chunks of cards to school to trade with his classmates who are also into it. So he wanted me to wanted me to drop Detective Pokemon. Pretty cool movie. Okay. Check it out. All right. Is it's it streaming fun. somewhere? I'm not sure. I just went ahead and bought it. Okay. Like I just I paid for it just because I'm like, well, he'll probably want to watch it again. But yeah, I don't know. But we can look. I'll check. Maybe Is it streaming somewhere? Did you check my local red box? Who knows? Maybe it's there. Pokemon. Probably not though. Pokemon. Uh, like I hadn't really heard anything about it because, like you, I wasn't really into Pokemon. But I'm finding myself getting more into it now because my son's into it. My niece taught me how to play last Christmas mm-hmm. or so. And I was like, "This man, this game is really fun. I liked it. I liked it. It is a lot. fun. I liked like building the, the deck. I liked playing it. Like in the the board, like the the game that he got, like for Christmas. Um, you know, it gives you the play area on a nice, you know, board game style, like yeah. pulled out board, and it has all the steps that you take for each turn. And I'm oh, like, wow, okay. this is great. There's like the ambiguity is really like gone, pushed to the side. Like it really isn't That's a awesome. lot. Um, so yeah, recommend that. There is no, I don't see any streaming for Detective Pokemon. It's all like purchase. Okay. Like we bought well, it. We bought it on Apple. So, yeah. but anyway, I keep an eye out for it. So I'll keep Eric, an eye for uh, Pokemon cards for him too. Sometimes yeah. I find like, you know, penny cards or something like that that are, yeah, like fodder cards. But still, sure, he doesn't yeah, care. He's he like seem to he, care too much. <laughs> cards. Yeah, he just wants the cards, and yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to talk him into getting, um, getting a you know binders for him and the little you know the sleeves to put yeah. cards in. I don't think he quite, maybe doesn't quite grasp what that is because he's like, he just puts them in these little like tin cases that he got like these Pokemon cases that could probably hold, you know, I don't know, twenty five cards or something. Yeah. But I'm like, we got to get you, got to get you a binder. I got like sleeves for the cards. Ex- too, yes, exactly. Know. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I'm familiar with this rabbit hole. Yeah, so you know, there's a whole. I, th- I think you sent it to me, or it might have been, might have been my friend Jordan when I was telling that Eric is getting into this, and it's that picture of you know, get your. It's that meme, oh, yeah. like get your kids into magic, and you don't have to worry about them getting into drugs. <laughs> I'll never have money for drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So okay, so I wanted to make that plug. Okay. Yeah. So the big reveal, of course, in the Matrix movies is that it's actually. That, that the John Wick movies are a sim in the Matrix. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had me there. Ser- seriously, spoilers now. <laughs> yes, spoilers starting now. Right, right now. Right. Everything after this is going to be is 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 prone to spoiling. Spoilers. Yes. So, so the way that the Matrix. Like the you know the machines, they're the matrix that they created. The way they explain all the events yeah. that happened, they said it was a video game. Yeah, and and Neo, or Thomas well, Anderson. Thomas Anderson, he wrote he wrote and like designed this video game called The Matrix, and it was an immersive game so that it it was meant to feel like you were there. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah, so. And that so that's where all like the joking, like I said it before about about bullet time, because because he works for this video game company, 
and like the parent company is even like is even Warner Brothers, which is like the same yeah. company that you know. A lot of uh, there's like a lot of almost they're not fourth wall jokes, but they're like I've never I've never heard of anybody getting so close to breaking a fourth wall yeah. without actually doing it. Mm. You know, because they're like, well, if they're if Warner Brothers, our parent company Warner Brothers, tells us that if we don't make a fourth game, they'll make it without us. And they're gonna like they're gonna shut us down, basically. Yeah, whatever. and it was like, oh yeah, so like what funny. they did with the Matrix movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's this great montage where it's like going between, like the, the like the board, not the board, but like the the bull sessions, like the de- where the designers are yeah. all talking and brainstorming. Yeah, brainstorming. That that's a good word. That's the right word. They're all talking about like bullet time. Like everything was all bullet time back Spoiler then. Like whoa, 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 yeah, bullet time. But then they're like, we gotta do something else. So it's like, yeah. what's the next bullet time? Yeah. It's 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 very interesting because it feels very. A lot of this movie it is like social commentary on like on on modern society, and how you know it's not really. We're not interested in putting out good content. We're getting interested in putting out consumable content, which is not always mm. the same. Oh yeah, definitely. And you get stuff that's watered down because it's you know just like they were saying like what's the next bullet time? That's what we need. What's the new deal? What's yeah. the new yeah. you know thing? As opposed to like how can we tell a good story and like if these things prop yeah. up that story, great. Like reality TV is yes. consumable, oh, but it's man. not good, right? Hot dogs—they're consumable, but like you wouldn't want to live <laughs> on them. <laughs> Unless uh, it's a Costco hot dog, arguably yes. the best hot dogs in the world. Costco hot dogs. Awesome price, awesome taste. I rarely, Boom. I don't eat hot dogs much anymore because they are terrible for you. But well, once in yeah. a while, when I'm at Costco, I'm like, I'm getting me a hot dog. Yeah, and they're they're all beef hot dogs. They're all yeah. beef, buck fifty for a hot dog and a drink. And a soda. And a soda. Bless you, Costco. I mean, we were at, so we were at so sorry, I don't care. Another rabbit trail. We were at Costco today. Okay. And we pull up, and my wife goes, "Holy cow." I don't know who shovels for Costco, but they need to come into our neighborhood too because there was like no snow anywhere. It was just, it, it was amazing, it, you know, for with our recent snowfall, which wasn't like terrible, but you know, yeah, I mean, it's snow. It was a good, a decent amount. I, I mean, was like, it's just all the employees. They called them all this morning and were like, everybody has to come into work right now, double time and a half. Mm-hmm. But like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, Wanda even had to go shovel snow. Shovel snow. No, I can't. Nah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to be honest. Um, but anyway, yeah. So just maybe Costco could be a sponsor too. Costco.com. That'd be cool. Check out check out their uh, hearing aid booths. Yeah, they're and optical. Hot dogs are great. Send them feedback saying uh, how come you're not sponsoring the Open Eclectic? I guess exactly. <laughs> um, I guess what we were talking about uh, Keanu. You, you know, you said you thought it was like his like one of his best roles like his yeah. depth and stuff like because he's he's portraying and, and they like also another part of it that they to like make it seem believable and or make it seem like it was just something that didn't really happen was like they made him basically like a like someone struggling they made him someone struggling with mental illness yeah and so like, basically he's like a i don't know i don't know what the word is schizophrenia he's like, or his episodes where he can't determine he can't distinguish yeah he can't distinguish yeah reality and, so and he thinks that the game you know in the movie that the games that he made he believes that they actually happened and has episodes where he like sees stuff from the games or whatever yeah and so yeah he's seeing an and he feels like he's in the game or he's doing yeah. like something's happening and so he sees a therapist neil patrick harris uh yeah which i know you didn't like it i thought he was i thought it was kind of cool that he was that he was in it i think i so as i watched it i was just like i will say that i want to give him a second chance i want to watch it again 
I'd say this movie has good rewatchability for me. Not like I'm going to rush out and buy it, but I'm going to mm. watch it again. And I want to give him a second chance with like fresh eyes. But when I was watching the bits with Neil Patrick Harris, I just thought to myself, they could have got somebody better. Because he definitely has his own, his, his particular style. Yes. Like I don't, it, so you see Neil Patrick Harris and I think, you know, the most recent stuff I guess would be like How I Met Your Mother, um, yep. Dr. Horrible. He was Sing in a few Long episodes Blog. of Glee. Okay. Glee. Cause he's, cause he's very like, like musical, right? Like he's. Oh, he can sing. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's been in like, he's been, has he been on Broadway? He's been on Broadway. Possibly. I'm sure. And that's like a whole other game. That's a whole, yeah. Whole nother thing. Yeah. So it's like, he just kind of has that like, kind of like that funny, like kind of fast paced, kind of not edgy, but like just goofy. cool, goofy, like pop culture-y referencing stuff. I felt stuff. like he wasn't either stylized enough like like i mean morpheus in the original movies was very stylized like mm. from his not just his outfits but like his cadence and the way he yeah the way he talked and, and yeah and so was agent smith you know hugo weaving's amazing performance mm-hmm. you know everybody kind of did there was like stuff that kind of set them apart and their cadence was just different from like the people in the real world and maybe that was the point because you know you're you start to question and i was like man is that going to be the movie like the end of the movie is going to be like and he like got better and he realized he needed to separate himself from these games that he made that's where i thought the movie was going to be really honest. i did and until it didn't and i was just right. like oh man that's gonna be that's gonna just piss so many people off yeah they're gonna be so angry <laughs> <I can't wait. laughs> so I thought I thought Neil Patrick Harris as like before you know before Neo gets before Thomas Anderson slash Neo before he gets pulled you know out of the Matrix and into the real world I thought Neil Patrick Harris as a therapist was I mean laughable sorry I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just no no I mean I I get that like an analyst you know as like just as like a a, a, a an actual therapist like the like him the way he was talking you know t- taking notes and all that stuff is yeah. I, I thought that i'm like yeah, i'm like he's it's like it's kind of corny and over the top a little a little as far as like i don't know because because keanu's like am i crazy you don't use that like, word here. Use that word here so i think they did a really good job and and i will say that in neil patrick harris's defense he did kind of help with the idea of like of of really making you question maybe he is crazy like maybe he was and all of this was just nothing and they're gonna wipe it all away as Mm -hmm. it was fun don't worry about it you know it wasn't real or you know in universe even yeah and i mean because he was the, the the references were like some of them were subtle and some of them were really ham-fisted and some of them I couldn't tell if it was intentionally ham-fisted or like they thought they were being subtle but then they weren't. So like Neil Patrick Harris's glasses are bright blue. Oh, yeah. In the movie. And if you recall, Neil took the red pill, not the blue one. Right. So I was like, ooh, maybe it's representing... And he was prescribed a whole bunch of just tons of blue pills. Tons of blue pills. Um, Which looked scary to me. It, like they looked metallic yeah and i was like i wouldn't put that in my mouth because they're like yeah 
gel caps, metallic-y blue. Yeah, in the original one, it was probably just NyQuil or something. Yeah, I mean, in the yeah, in the original one, yeah, that <laughs> they look like that's actual right. pills. They, they look like liquid-filled. Yeah, it looked yeah. like NyQuil or like yeah, and so the new ones, they were more like they were like the gel cap you know the one you'd expect would have like powder or whatever inside to me they looked like the small metal geocaching canisters except slightly smaller it was kind of ridiculous but at many but but i mean it was supposed to be like overly bright and flashy i guess like just because it's it's the real or it's not the real it's the matrix so it's like everything is looks looks I don't know. Yeah. Looks more real than it actually is, I guess. One of the great things about the original Matrix was, like, the in the scenes that were in the Matrix had, like, an overly green hue. They, like, stripped out all the blue. Mm. Like, that was, a that was like, an art decision they made of, like, blue represents the real world. And so when you see Neo in the real world, there's a lot of blue saturation. But when you see him in the Matrix, it's a lot of green saturation. And right. so, like, I was watching for that, like, the whole time, like, right away. I was like, ooh, oh, no, the sky's, like, really blue, and they avoided shooting the sky before, and there's not really, like, a green tone? Man, maybe this isn't. For me, it fed into that concept of, like, no, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was all a dream. It all was. Yeah, I was like, yeah, definitely you're wondering, you're, like, up until, you know, he gets pulled out, and you're kind of like, what? Really? Yeah. Is this, is it, how is this? Like, yeah, maybe he's just nuts. Um, yeah, and so back to Neil Patrick Harris, like, I thought if you just, if he was just there as, like, a therapist in, in the Matrix, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's cool. You know, obviously, he's he's working against Neo or against Thomas Anderson because they don't want him, you know, to find out about the Matrix or to get into the Matrix or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's like, because it's like NPH... Neil, is it okay if we call you that? Um, he, uh, it's like when when the when you made the switch, and Neo discovers that he he wasn't just his therapist in in the fake in the Matrix, but he was you know he's actually like watching over him, and he's this analyst guy that he's the new architect. Yeah, yeah, he's the new architect. I, f- I feel like he didn't really like he didn't change at all. He was the same dude only. I guess all the pretense was gone. There was no like faking anymore. Like he's just yeah. baldly out there. Like it was all he was all out there. Like yeah, I'm here. I'm watching you. I can do all this stuff. Like I can stop time. I can you know I can you know have all this influence and everything. But it's like I wonder would it have been better if he would have like when it would have been when it's revealed that he's you know part of this program. And because uh, he's a computer program, right? He's yeah. He's he's like the new architect. He's the yeah. One who's so in he's, charge yeah. of like how the people work and how yeah. the the synth people work. Yeah. And so he basically like designed whatever, or like yeah. he designed all that stuff. It's like would it have been better if he would have been more like darker and like just more chill, like more of like a like calm, like a, like a Mister Anderson kind of guy. Been more soft. And a little more like, and not more like, at first, and then when he made the switch to being, and and like the you know the 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 reveal happened, and then he went to like super arrogant Neil Patrick Harris that we kind of know and love, I guess if you love that, (laughs) Um, I think that would have made a little more sense to me, and I think that's kind of how like, uh, because certain actors didn't return for this movie, they said no. 
as far as I know, they were asked, but I guess I wasn't in the room, um, which is actually a reference to my first comment here. Jonathan Goff replaced Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, and then, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, I'm sorry, replaced Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. But they, they explain they that, explain though. it. They explain both, and it, and it works. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're already talking about a place where it's like a game. Yeah. You know, I mean... So Morpheus is uh, the guy who plays Morpheus is I'm probably going to mispronounce this Yaha Abdul Mateen the second. Yes, Mister the second. Um, who I actually I loved his performance as Morpheus. I felt like he really did good at kind of capturing the swagger that Lawrence Fishburne had without trying to be Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. Jonathan well, Goff too. Yeah, Jonathan Goff was. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else until this. My first interaction, with, so to speak, with him was in Glee, uh, where he played like an idiot, like hilariously. <laughs> it just he was that guy that like you know, you could probably find him. You probably work with that guy who's just an absolute ding dong, uh, but affable. And then there, and then uh, the second thing I saw him in was Mindhunter which is on Netflix, Netflix and yeah. is like the inception of the um, like criminology behavior analysis unit or whatever at, at Quantico. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely great performances in both. And then I saw him uh, in Hamilton where he plays like King George. <laughs> uh, sorry. There's a lot of like internet <laughs> memes about his spit in that, in that role. Anyway. Um, so like I knew he's a, he's got, the chops to do stuff and i thought he i thought his performance was great like when he switched from being uh you know thomas anderson's boss Mm -hmm. at the game place to being like embracing the agent smith aspect there was a difference in his cadence of his voice and his patterns a little bit and even like the way he held himself i mean because he was already like when, when all we know him as is, is the boss of the video game company, it's like, you're like, this guy is probably a sociopath. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Like, when he, like, when he embraces that Agent Smith thing after, you know, after all the, you know, the glass is broken. Yeah. All the illusion's gone. You know, he's he just kind of turns it up to, like, you know, just. Yeah not i don't want to say psycho but just this driven agent smith his agent smithness was good absolutely <laughs> absolutely and the, and but he wasn't like he, he wasn't just like imitating yeah. you know hugo weaving either so he was inspired by and kind of he really nailed certain f- phrases and different things that really immerse you enough to believe that this is a new coded incarnation of agent smith mm-hmm and I think that's that was the difference for me for like performance wise than than NPH. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't think I had as much of a problem with Neil Patrick Harris as you did. I thought I I thought it was cool, but I don't know. I could see how it, you know people wouldn't wouldn't necessarily like his um, his role. And again, I I think looking back on it now, I think it would have been more interesting if he would have there would have been more like I guess more of a I don't know. I mean, there is a difference because when he's just the therapist, he's all just like, it's just real like syrupy, like over, 
yeah. over the top, like, oh, you know, we don't we don't use that word here. Okay, tell me more about this. You know, this is very like very understanding. You know, very he's you know, yeah. open therapist. I mean, he was he did well. And then when he when it's revealed that he's he's you know part of the matrix, the you know the basically architect 2.0, the analyst mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, you know, watching over Neo and and basically driving everything in in neo's life and and affecting everything i you know he's is definitely feels evil yeah you know oh, for sure so i guess it maybe it's not fair to say like there isn't enough change but it's like i it's like it's still neil patrick harris though yeah like and that's what it comes down to it's like, like is that barney like- is that barney from how much your mother you know playing an evil computer program mm-hmm. Um, and this is what Doogie Hauser grew up to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it seems like. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Um, going back to Morpheus, um, you know the way they explained how you know basically how he looked. He's not Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, like Morpheus, the actual Morpheus died. Like, yeah, like yeah. Well, well you I guess you find that out later. Yeah, sixty years in the future or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but so, uh, Neo had coded or Thomas Anderson coded, coded a Morpheus, you know, that's in the movie, coded him as part of a, like, basically like a side project or this side yeah. little, little like fenced off program that he was running. Yeah. There's a word for it. And it's like, to, and it's, it's like uh, a module a module. Or, yeah. Or basically a, to test scenarios to test your ai basically yeah and how they react and to get it to run smoothly and stuff where it's like a controlled environment yeah which i thought was like an almost like an inception moment of like because you have people from someone from the real world modal 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 is the word there we go a programming sandbox infiltrates the matrix and then they infiltrate the modal which i thought was like a i don't know if that was an intentional nod to like inception or something like that, but I was like, Could've oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it makes sense. So anytime my computer's having an issue, maybe I'm actually in the matrix and someone's just in my modal. Do you see black cats when that happens? Occasionally. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Morpheus is like a, is a, is a AI. I don't know if he, is yeah. he AI or so is he just it, a character that he coded? In or is the he... modal, he's an agent. Right. And then he's interacting with Bugs, who's like, who's a real person, I guess. Plugged in, who, who's, plugged who's in. been, who yep. was whatever, who she, she exited the Matrix, but she, you know, obviously they can plug back in whenever. Yes. Know. And so they apparently have a way now to get machines out of the Matrix also who are trapped there. Yeah. So they pulled this AI computer program, Morpheus, out and, and they could like... Like they have these like nanobot things where basically they can make yeah. a physical presence. So like you, so there's a scene, the scene where Neo is is on the ship, you know, after he's awakened. Yeah, and he he shakes hands with the nanobot Morpheus. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like I mean, for those of us who've been fans of like Metal Gear Solid uh video games for a while there's a these jokes that go around it's like anything that's weird that they can't explain they just like shrug their shoulders and go nano machines <laughs> and like that's kind of what it felt like a little bit they were just like it's nano machines and it's fine it's fine it worked it was very fun i liked i liked the way they did it considering they couldn't get lawrence fishburne back 
which I was I was pretty disappointed when I saw that he wasn't going to be in it because I'm like almost he's almost like more the matrix like then keanu reeves here we come back to that like yeah it's not keanu making this it's it's other people like him and hugo weaving right him, him like cutting the like the semi with the samurai sword or like the that suv and then like flipping around and mm. shooting it that was in the second one yeah it's just like i don't know his style and just this voice everything. i mean it's just iconic like just, uh, it's just him, yeah. I mean, <sighs> ooze is cool. I got it. I mean, yeah. I was I was really disappointed that that Lawrence Fishburne wasn't in it. I mean, I was yeah. cool with how they explained it, but I'm like, man, yeah. I wish he would have been in it. Definitely, um, definitely would have. Uh, the same with Hugo Weaving. Sure. But again, I think I love Jonathan Goff, and I yeah. think he was he yeah. filled the role very well. Yeah. For yeah, for sure. Uh, they him and um, shoot, I keep forgetting his name, Mister uh, Two. Morpheus two, yeah, uh, Mateen, Mateen the second, um, both did a great job. But yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, Hugo Weaving, like they, they are all they are like the Matrix, like they kind of are. Because like it's just it's the voices, man, and the presence. You know, Keanu's just like, oh, cool, man, yeah, yeah. I know, guns. I know, kung fu guns, yeah. You mean metallic objects on you? Beep. Yeah. I, oh man. And uh, you know, of course, Carrie Ann Moss, very sexy. <laughs> the wonderful Carrie Ann Moss, yeah. Yes. Um, who does a great job in this movie too? She still um, got it, Eddie. Yeah, she does. Um, oh, you remember when I talked about? So the director of John Wick, who was like a stunt double. Yeah, ne- who was he? Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the in original ones. He was uh, Trinity's husband. Oh, no, well, that's right. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I didn't see that. That's right. He was Chad. Chad. I know. I was, it was like, <laughs> oh, man. Is that his, is that, that his real name? I think Chad? That was his name in the movie. It was Chad. Is it just Chad? And oh, okay. then they, yeah. So the, so the movie's kind of weird because it does, <sighs> there's a scene and you kind of That know is his first name for real. Chad, in, Chad Stahelski is his. <laughs> And he's credited as Chad. He's the only Chad that I want to hang out with. Yeah. There's a scene where they talk about, like, taking coded DNA, I guess, or gene sequencing, and then reversing it to create, like, strawberries in the real world. Mm. Like, the Matrix cataloged everything as best as it could when the machines first took over and, like, destroyed everything. And so they reversed it, and now they have, like, real strawberries. Yeah. And they have those AI nanobot... Uh, yeah. programs helping them cultivate these plants yeah, and, and then, they've created like a like a, f- uh, a, a artificial biological sky yeah so they have like weather in their new their new city which is not um, it's not zion it's uh what the hell did they call it oh uh, I remember the name of the city i don't either crap I, mean, I think anyway. that's. I think that's one of the weaknesses in the movie is like some of the things they 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 really went for, and it's fine, but it does. It's not as memorable. In some ways, like I remember so much from the other movies, like like the, the character names mm-hmm. and like you know Zion and all these little things. But in the new one, some of it's kind of forgettable a little bit. Yeah. So I guess. Like, yeah. So you know the crew, like. The other captains, I guess, or the crew that you see in the in the new city. Yeah. 
so there was like a there was a Netflix series that the Wachowskis made that was called that that they were that this a lot of these cast members were from that that I oh, really? that found. Oh really? Um what was it called? It's called um I really kind of want to I really want to watch it now. Gosh, it's called Sense 8. So the word sense, S-E-N-S-E, then no space in the in the number eight. That's right. I did want to watch that. I did not realize that was a Wachowski, Wachowski project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lana and Lily Wachowski, J. Michael Straczynski for Netflix. Interesting. Um, yeah, two seasons, twenty four episodes. Interesting. So I guess a lot of the cast of the, those like the people. The crew of the of the ship that Bugs is the captain of, mm-hmm. and other uh, people that you meet in the city that are like that show up, you know, at the end with the big, you know, the shootout at the end. Yeah, are from this. A lot of them are from the Sense Eight show. So one thing I didn't follow in the movie until I had to like I had to think about it a lot was so basically so the strawberry thing. That's okay. like how they okay. explain how in, uh, Neo and Trinity are still alive is. They like just reversed engineered their bodies into being alive again. Oh, the machines did. Yeah, and okay, that's fine. That's like a cool bit of sci-fi. Kind of, we've seen that in like the Fifth Element, for example. Hmm. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Multi pass. Multi pass. Um, yeah, they rebuilt her from like basically like something nothing. like nothing. Yeah, <clears throat> and Bruce Willis. The end. Spoilers, I guess, for that movie. Spoilers. For that twenty-five to thirty-year-old movie. Uh, but. So that's fine, and I got that. But what I thought was weird is it's like they talk about how they have to be in close proximity to each other, but they can't find each other because that's how they generate the most power that allows the mm-hmm. Matrix to continue existing. So, so for some reason, like that's the part that I have a hard time getting over belief-wise in the movie is like they're the best batteries, they're like the lithium ion of the of the of people. Well, see, okay, I didn't I didn't have really have too much of a problem with that. Yeah, like okay. they, so whatever they rebuilt them. Yeah, sure. and cool. they keep them. It's like they keep them close together, but they can't let them get so close that they meet each other. And because when they meet each other and, and discover, you know, discover each other again, and and figure out that they're in love and all that stuff that's when it all goes to hell yeah but so their pods now are in real life where they're in their like their stasis sleep have to be close to each other yeah. and they have to be in close to each other in the, in the matrix, matrix. As well. now are they talking like do they mean when they get the most power do they mean they get the most power out of everyone or just out of those two i thought it, i see that's the part that i'm not sure about i was under the impression that it was just out of those two see i was thinking it was those two were enough to like power the matrix see i was thinking that it was if they if they they walk this tightrope to keep them close but not too close it allows all of the matrix like all the people to generate more power okay uh, that's what i that's how i took it could be does that make does that like that jives? I mean, make it more believable, I guess, or is that no? no. I think it's the same boat still. I'm just just I'm confused because you would think that like yes, you can keep people into like peak performance to produce the most power. That part makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense, and I, and it would make sense to me that some people would produce more uh, power than others. Mm. But I don't understand how and maybe i don't need to maybe it doesn't matter it's just like rule of cool of yeah they just 
produce the most power. Was we'll move on from there. That's fine. But it's like Keanu, it's Kirian, they're yeah. hot. Got to keep them together. Keep them together, and so that's fine. I don't know. There's there's like just there's a handful, a couple of weird things that I think didn't get explained enough that should have. Um, and there was another thing that could have had a little more explanation, but I I feel like I got it, and it's like my own head cannon, where Jonathan Goff. Um, apparently as as Thomas Anderson's supervisor doesn't know that he's Agent Smith. Mm. And yeah. so he doesn't it doesn't click it that he's Agent Smith until he like picks up the gun. Yeah, and then he's and like see his demeanor change like, a little bit. Oh. And, like, yes. and I was like, "Ooh, that's cool." Yeah. And Yeah, that whole scene was that was really was cool. Just, yeah, I could have gone for like another 3 seconds of that to like really make that send it home, but it's fine, you know. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think? Okay. So, I had some thoughts as to what I think this movie you you could interpret this movie as being about, if you wanted to. Okay. And like I've mentioned, that it's kind of commentary on the idea of generating content as it is in our modern world versus producing art. Not okay. that not that they can't interchange, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I was thinking about that, and like I was like, the movie really is ham-fisted with its um, presentation of nostalgia. Everybody loves The Matrix, and even in the movie, they talk about how there's like a guy who's like, yeah, that first movie, Bullet Time, but man, that by the third one, I was just done. I don't even care about that, and, you know. I just and and in watching it, I was like, oh, it's so ham-fisted. But, then, but you think I think they did that on purpose, though, yeah. like to be like purposefully over the top and everybody's gushing you know about it and it's a reminder of like the the filter of nostalgia like sometimes mm-hmm. you don't need to make another movie right I, I don't know that this movie needed to be made i'm kind of glad it, it yeah, was i like it you know but and i'm sure yeah i'm sure that um that you know the director you know she was probably was thinking some of that same stuff like yeah because we know there was a big you know there was uh, it took them a long time it took took her a long time to even want to make the movie because every it sounds like yeah didn't really want to until at some point she did because i mean, everyone else is probably like i mean you know the public the consumers were like yes please make you know give us more i guess i don't know if i don't know maybe maybe not were we begging um, for that i don't know that i, was. I don't know hey. but like the studios you yeah. know were like because it's like a money machine. Cash cow. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the some of that, the writing, some of the stuff that, like, you know, in that first kind of section of the movie where they, where it's all, uh, all that commentary about, you know, about the Matrix movies within this new Matrix movie and about, you know, consumer culture and stuff. I thought that was I think, that too. Was cool that the original movies were kind of a new take on like the chosen one uh, storytelling foil. And I kind of liked how uh, I started thinking about, about that. And like, how does that does, you know, does that flow well into this movie? Because this movie really presents the, like the one isn't just Neo. It's the duo of Neo and Trinity, Mm. Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. That's like another, yeah, that, because that like the fresh take. Because Neo can't fly anymore. 
but right. Trinity can. Right, at first. He had to, he had to like, relearn how or something. He couldn't just do it because he was, you know. Well, one. does he ever figure it out, or is it because he's, like, because they stop in midair, and he's, like, I'm not, doing, I'm not doing that. So, they do. So, like, after they see the analysts at the very end, and they're, like, they have their final exchange and stuff, and Trinity, like, flies out the, out the thing. He does, too. Oh, and he's not, like, holding yeah. her hand or but anything. He, he doesn't, they both don't fly in, so I don't know if that was, like, so it's kind of a cool reveal yeah. thing. Um, so I was thinking about like, okay, so how does that compare? Does that fit well with like the narrative from the earlier movies? And I couldn't remember because I played the Into the Matrix game, which they I shot. never played. I never played that. You should YouTube the cinematic scenes for that game because they had the actors shoot stuff for the, for okay. the game. So the cutscenes were actual, yeah. real footage. They were people, man. Whoa. As far as I know. I guess it could have been a simulation. Anyway. Are we in a simulation? We might be. How do I know this is real? Slap me. <laughs> anyway. So you just... There's a there's a line, and I'm pretty sure it's from the game, where the Oracle says, the path of the one isn't made by the one, it's made by the many. Hmm. Something, something to that effect. And I was like, you know, that kind of is a little... Like a good enough foreshadowing for me to say, yeah, this fits in well with the original narrative of like, it's not really just neo that makes it happen because again like morpheus really did a lot to to push neo into being the one he didn't want to do it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, kind of the everyman didn't want to be the hero he was like you got the wrong guy i'm not the one i just a just a computer guy doesn't he even say something about that in the new movie where he's like you know i didn't i didn't even know if i was the one i didn't believe it myself or yeah you know some whatever yeah so it was just kind of yeah, I thought it, I thought it flowed really well from that aspect, but then I realized too that if they had if they had switched this movie around, because um, a lot of people are kind of giving it some grief about, I mean, all kinds of things. You could you could complain about anything, I guess, but there's a lot of interesting haters on this movie already. I was like, man, if they had if they had made the movie about Trinity instead of Neo and like just flipped their roles around. And like Trinity was the coder and made this game and, you know, put herself in it as this badass. And, and there was this, you know, mm-hmm. dopey guy who was the hero and, you know, yeah. uh, overtly represented the everyman. Then I think this movie would be about gaslighting. Oh, interesting. Because it's constantly, you know, Neo telling his analyst, I've, I saw this thing again. This is real. And they're like, no, that, that's not real. You don't remember that. That never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and constantly pushing that into him and i don't know that i've seen anybody else like say that but i think for me that's that's kind of the other undertone of what this movie's about is like what Mm -hmm. your perceptions of what's real right and if you're gonna like allow people to tell you what's real and what's not sure should you and Mm -hmm. well yeah because that's kind of like that's a scary place to be like you know in your head because it's like you know i you know you're uh you're saying that you've you've seen these things and experienced this stuff, which you know for him, uh, he actually was. But you know, now that so then they they're like, oh, he just has a you know he's got a mental illness. So mm-hmm. it, you know his therapist is telling him it's not happening. I mean that's you know, and he's doing he does all this stuff where he like uh, you know he like he feels the tips of his fingers or he rubs them on his pants to like to kind of you know get that tactile feeling yeah. so that he's like you know i'm right this is where i am right now like this, this is, is real this is real yeah you know and i thought that was that was cool um 
but yeah that's that would be a wild place to be where you're like no no this happened and they're like no actually no no it didn't you know you're you have you have a mental illness or you're not remembering it right or whatever Mm -hmm. now you bringing up that if they would have flipped it around now i think that would have been super interesting if they would have done that because i mean who doesn't love keanu right everybody loves keanu keanu he's like he's a he's a universal treasure absolutely but i think it would have been you know people it it wouldn't have had that same like cachet that or that you know that guaranteed box office thing if they would have turned it on its head like that but i think that would have been a really awesome approach Mm -hmm. to do that because carrie ann moss like she and trinity i don't know i mean we know all this stuff about neo and thomas anderson but it's like why you know she would have been a cool character to to learn more about very cool and uh, yeah i don't know maybe we should maybe you should write them out like write lana wachowski a letter and be like can you just make a whole nother movie with with carrie ann moss as the main character instead? right carrie ann moss i think has i don't because i haven't seen her in a lot i mean matrix is probably the main the main thing mm-hmm. but she i saw her uh in the netflix marvel universe i guess we'll call it where she's in jessica jones and okay i think she's in more than one uh of the shows it's like a it's like a you know strong character and you know she's um a lawyer with okay. some like questionable motives and different things anyway she is fantastic if if i had no interest in watching those shows but i did before and i found out she was in it i would have watched it okay and been happy because i haven't actually seen her in a ton of stuff either i remember her from um now i'm blanking so one of them is a movie called fido which is a (laughs) okay it's a movie about this kid who gets a zombie and keeps him as a as a basically as a as a pet as a dog. Yeah. It's like it's Fido. My, he's my pet zombie, and she's the mom. It's like this kind of like fifties nostalgia, not nostalgia, but like fifties era styled thing. Um, and then she's in Memento. So I've never, as I've as I've said before, I've I've not yet seen Memento. It's on my list to watch it. I promise I will get to it. It's some people consider it an affront to my like cinema repertoire, but it's it's yeah. what it is, man. I mean, yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, I like I haven't actually seen her in a lot. Yeah, you're, she's so she's in she plays the same character in Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Yeah, oh, Jerry Hogarth. Jerry Hogarth. Yep. She was in Baywatch. Apparently, Baywatch. Oh. Baywatch Hawaii. Wait, 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 wait. I. Nineteen ninety four. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's like. Yeah, that's like that's before the Matrix. I'm gonna have to have to check that out. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. She was in a TV show called Matrix in 1993. Wow, Canadian Holy fantasy God. adventure series ran for 13 episodes in 1993. Wow. What? I kind of want to find that show and watch it. That sounds fascinating. She was in. She was in Matrix before she was in The Matrix. Whoa, whoa, man! <laughs> so yeah, I actually haven't seen her in a lot, but I like. I I really, I really, you know, really enjoyed enjoyed seeing her. Now, not only because she's attractive and she's wearing, 
you know, whatever, latex, leather, whatever, suit. Some uh, sort of synthetic material? Yes. I don't know. Um, but she's just, she's a good actor. So, I mean. Very. Put them together. Then you, then you dynamite. mash her up with Keanu. Boom. Total dynamite. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, that's a, that's a really, that's a dynamite idea to make her the main character. Why didn't they do that? Right? And Money kind of, is because. I don't know. If they, she kind of took the lead at the end of the movie, though. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it really did. Yeah, well, because yeah. it, her her decision was a huge part of you know yeah. this this choice she had to make. Neil made a bet with the uh, with the the analysts to like like basically whatever Trinity decides, like if she decides to stay in the Matrix with her with her family or Jed. whatever, then he was like, then I'll just you can wipe me and I'll we'll, I'll just do whatever you want. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if she says no, then you have to let us go. And of course, she says no, and they want to get out and the analyst surprise is a liar yep i uh, was like i'm not letting you go anyway so it's it was uh it was good it really shifted the power from from you know what we think of as you know again the one to to trinity and then mm-hmm. at the end when they're talking to the analyst after they've you know discovered that they're just going to do whatever they want mm-hmm. they can rewrite the matrix as they see fit i think it's how the original one talks about it um she's the one who does all the talking and is like all right let's go neo and he's like yeah babe let's do it let's do it yeah so that was kind of cool i think i think they led up to it i think maybe ripping Mm -hmm. the band-aid would feel too woke i guess you know what i mean like if if you had switched it and made it about trinity in the in Mm. as the lead maybe maybe that would be too hard a transition for people and it would feel like too much of a yeah yeah. politicizing of of the movie but maybe what if just putting it at the end was like what if that was just like a like a token like oh we'll we'll, we'll give you we'll give you that and, you know we'll give trinity the last you know 10 minutes or whatever i mean the, they're the, just like here yeah the matrix kind of represented like the shift from how we did things to being so computer reliant you know and the the other the the sequel matrix movies kind of talked about that or 2 and 3 about like how even in Zion they're dependent on machines and oh yeah the whole like Star Wars uh, talk 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 (laughs) you know the political stuff with that old dude that's like talking about yeah Yeah. we rely on these machines for the air we breathe and blah 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 Star Wars oh man it's I don't know what to say well I I mean I I just just, it's like it's the whole like council yeah political you know talk talk you know just lots of talking and anyway um sure yeah but anyway so there's that and and this movie was kind of like i said it it seemed like it was about other things this time of Mm -hmm. the the shift of how you how you look at things through the lenses of nostalgia and was it as good as you remembered it being and the gaslighting and Mm. you know Mm -hmm. the shifting of of power i guess well and then also um niobe is the is the yeah. leader of the new city jada pinkett smith is, reprises her role as niobe and instead of instead of looking at something and going "Ooh, look de-aging technology we went "Ooh, aging technology yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't quite work either no matter which way you do it, it like we're almost yeah. there it works fine i thought it like, was okay it wasn't like it, felt it wasn't like winona Ryder in 
whatever movie that was where they made her old at the end. I don't remember which one that was. I just the, I think but, the way she I think her voice is what is what ruined it. Like because she's like they're like we want you to sound like an old lady. Yeah. Like, oh sure, but this old lady. And... Yeah, and it's not to say that some persons of certain ages don't sound that way, but in my experience, they don't quite sound like that. <laughs> There's a timbre and a uniqueness that just didn't she didn't quite nail but it was fine like it didn't pull me out entirely i was just like oh that's who we're going with all right that's just fine so yeah it's fine um i I didn't dislike her as much as neil patrick harris so i guess there's that yeah i thought she was okay they did some weird not weird but it's again going for that aging thing where they did something funky with like one of her eyes i think or was it both of her eyes i found that really distracting actually they like they like clouded it like yeah. or something like you know she was blinded like it wasn't or something. Consistent. Yeah, I don't know. So there was there was a lot of cool little surprises and blips. I think this movie's worth rewatching for like all the Easter eggs. They were kind of sure. Yeah, it'd be fun to do that to watch it again. Okay, one more thing. I mean, we can have more, but one more thing I wanted to add that I thought was cool was um, in the final like chase, like the shootout in you know in the street like. Uh, streets of San Francisco when the like the Matrix they can like um, take over people yeah and so basically like and it was the shot of that guy that was like just like wakes up and sits up in bed in his apartment and he just like gets out of bed and just like crashes through the window and Jumps like just the window. just like nose, nose dives and the wife is like oh my god yeah I thought insane. that stuff was like that was like their new like secret weapon the way that they could just like assimilate people like on the fly like they talk about yeah. that a couple times yeah. and, and you see their eyes like turn black Chained. yeah and so you see, you have these like so they're they're Trinity is, is driving this motorcycle and Keanu's on the back and they're going through the the streets and they're all you know all these high rise buildings around him and people are just like just like diving down like out the windows and like yeah coming after him. And I thought that was cool, and it was like it was uh, kind of gave you that zombie movie vibe because yeah. like they were swarming, they were just mindlessly you know going after them, falling out of the windows. They were swarming on the streets. They're swarming the vehicles. I did think though, when they're falling out the window, I'm like, man, I. It kind of made me think of like now this is going to be like like this might like just slam the brakes on this whole thing, but like it made me think about like about nine eleven. Yeah, about the jumper people that jump. Yeah, and I'm like, it's been a while. It's I been mean, a while. Yeah, <laughs> but it, you know, it's like, and and, I, and I'd also had you know I've you know I've watched like documentaries on you know just on 9/11. That's always you know something that comes up every you know, time in there. So, and this being the, or we just had the 20th anniversary of that. But I mean, it, that. So we had it, it crossed my mind, but it was, you we know. We apparently had very different thoughts to that because you had, like, this somber thought or whatever, and... I mean, I didn't have it for very long. I was just kind of like, oh. What popped into my head when he jumped out and then the other guys started jumping out of their window, too, was, it's raining, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ooh, well, oh, it's raining, man. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it was probably raining women, too. I might be 13. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we have anything, anything else we want to say about 
No, it was it was fun. You know, uh, there was some. Sometimes there was really, like I like I've said, ham fisted throwbacks. Neil Patrick Harris's cat is named Deja Vu. Yeah, um, but I mean, again, I mean, they, which I think they did it on purpose, though. I know. I mean, so it's it, like it felt ham fisted at the time, and now that I look back at it, I'm like, ooh, so that's all really playing into this idea of like maybe he's crazy, right? You know? Oh, deja vu, deja vu. Because in the say? first one, they're like, what? Yeah. Oh, what did you say? I saw a cat, and then I looked, and I saw the cat again. Was it the same cat? Oh, come on. Yeah. Like. That means they changed something in the Matrix. And that's it. so that, that part in the movie, like it was really great, and I like how like quick they did the exposition. But I was like, every time I see that scene from the original one, I'm like, you didn't think to mention that ahead of time. Like, hey, watch out for these signs because it means they've changed something. Say yeah. something right away. BT Dub. You know, like that seems like really important information that I would want to know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's fine. But it doesn't. It wouldn't be as interesting. I don't know. It, it could. Yeah, it would have still been if there would have been like. Like, because if they would have made kind of a big deal about it, like, if you if you see that, if you have deja vu, yeah. that means I that think if they made that movie now, that's how they would do it. Because then you as the viewer would be like, ooh, let's watch for it. Let's see if we can, yeah. you know. And and I, I was, actually. I was like, ooh, let's see if we need, you know, deja vu mm-hmm. moments. And Okay, another thing that I, know, that I was thinking about while watching it was, because we talked about this before, how in the originals, like, the style was very important. It felt like it was yeah. at the forefront, like custom sunglasses trench coats leather like big boots like you know and it's also it was the end of the 90s <laughs> that's um, what we thought computer hackers looked like in those days yeah. apparently so we see the people like like the real people when they come back and you know that have been rescued and they come back into the matrix you know they like some of the crazy like i was just like looking at like like some of the crazy hairstyles like that one of the that one of the women had and um I mean, Bugs has blue hair, which, you know, whatever. That's not... Sure. Whatever. That was, so that was probably about the most, like, odd... Uh, not odd, but, like, like edgy thing about her was she had blue hair. I mean, as far as her look, I guess. Yeah. Well... I don't know. I can't remember. Did she have anything... I hated parts of her wardrobe. And I mean... Hated. She had, like, balloony, like... like she was wearing sweatpants. Poofy pants, kind of. Like, right? I mean, what's with the sweatpants? Maybe they. I'm sure those pants probably cost like a thousand dollars. I don't care. They're still sweatpants. <laughs> but like, okay, do you remember like the the other um, like the dark haired um, woman? She had like like zigzag like these like zigzaggy like patterns, and yeah, her hair yeah. was like stuck to her forehead or something. Uh huh. It was a lot of funky hair, but nothing. But that was like kind of it for stylization. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, of course, there's still you know custom sunglasses and and yeah, like er, like because bugs had like blue like these blue tinted those are some weird sunglasses. and there's like a lot there's like lines going like right through the middle of it right like yeah. part of the frame went through like the middle of it i thought those were pretty cool um and you notice so that was the thing that i saw too like right away because again i was looking for like the the color mm-hmm. flags you know bugs had blue hair she had blue, she hair. Had blue sunglasses she had the tattoo she had the white, she rabbit, had the white tattoo. rabbit tattoo so i was like yeah clearly she had a shirt with a carrot on it yeah i was like oh yeah this is she's definitely the yeah like, a real world person <laughs> It, yeah, it's just it's interesting now because like seeing that stuff now, it's just kind of like it, it's like the edge is not there, like that edgy kind of edge factor. I, I, I don't know what to call it. I don't. I don't mean like edgy, like like offensive meme lord edgy, but like right. just kind of like 
like ooh yeah that's like this is a cool person like yeah I maybe mean, that's uh, maybe that was intentional too like you know it's much more subdued um keanu reeves just even even when he was like in full neo mode back in the matrix he was still pretty like relaxed compared to like how we saw him in the other movies and i think maybe that's just like you mean in this one yeah like, compared to the other ones like he had a long coat on yes and like dark clothes but not like it wasn't all black it wasn't like the priest coat or anything mm-hmm. like that and maybe that's just reflective of growing up and like maturity a little bit like you mm, know could be yeah. uh, you know there's stuff that i don't do now that i definitely did when i was in college you know there's stuff that i would i look back at that and i'm like i don't know how it how did i do that why did i do that <laughs> i did that didn't i interesting interesting yeah nah, not me now well and then like his um his reflection like what he actually looked like to to people in the you know quote unquote real world to people in the matrix not real world the matrix yeah yeah, was you know he was this older looking dude well that was cool too because they in flashbacks from bugs he looks different well when she was the when she was the window washer because he yeah he had a different appearance yeah when he he stepped off the edge of the they changed his like how he appeared his coding how it appears to everybody else which was like a i thought was like a really cool well that was probably part of them trying to like keep him hidden right keep him from people people from discovering him keep it safe um another interesting thing so his reflection like the the main like reflection like the way that he looked in the matrix to, to other people that's Carrie Ann Moss's husband in real life. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So like the that's guy, funny. the guy with the goatee, you know, and the, yeah. and the, you know, the hat or whatever. Um, another thing on appearance, like Keanu, he, it's like, he looks like John Wick. He does. It's He's like, it's like John in Wick hair. in the matrix. I think, I think that would have been like as stupid as it kind of would have been. And I joked about it earlier. I actually think that would have been a really cool thing that I've kind of been expecting since the first John wick movie. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe this is like a simulation. Oh, that he, like dude, a training sim. Like, and then you get at the end and it's like, then he wakes up and he's like, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> like that would be, I don't care. That'd be like a cool way to end the, the John wick movies series. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, that's right. The John Wick movies are yeah. actually Matrix movies. Every Keanu Reeves movie is actually a Matrix movie. He's just learning something new. There's an idea. We could make like an entire like year's worth of content just taking a Keanu Reeves movie and f- explaining <laughs> how it's part of the Matrix. Yeah, um, we could. That would <laughs> But like oh, but man. when he's actually rescued in this one and is he wakes up on the ship, he's he doesn't have longer hair and he's he's clean shaven. Right. Right. Did he have eyebrows? Because in the first Matrix, when he woke up, he had, like, no hair anywhere. Right. And yeah, because... Nobody did. I guess I don't like, remember. Like, he shaved his eyebrows. I think he shaved his eyebrows in real life for those scenes. Where he's covered in Good. KY jelly or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move me up, daddy. Um, I guess I don't remember now. But it's like he almost looks... He, he, like he He's the ageless one. Like, he looks almost... He almost looks the same as he did. Like, he's not... He's like if he's pudgier, it's like minuscule. Yeah, and if he's wrinklier, it's minuscule. It's really, it's the like, eyes that give it away. Because like I look, because that's what I thought too. And then I started comparing some scenes from the original Matrix, and it's like as he's gotten older, his his eyes have gotten puffier, and like the slits closed more, so he doesn't mm. have as much like white real estate. If that mm. makes sense. Okay. Well, that's it. Other than that, I'm always like just astounded at it. Yeah final thoughts i guess yeah again so we rated it earlier 
I gave it a, a six. Yeah. I could I could maybe go seven. You gave it a seven. I gave it a seven and like as we were talking about it, I think I think it's a um, somebody encapsulated what I think about it really well with an article that I didn't read, but I read the title as I usually do. <laughs> and it was Matrix Resurrections, a movie for adults. Mm. And I think I agree with that. I think even though there's a lot of weird ham-fisted stuff, when you start to look at the movie as a whole, it makes sense. It flows together. It's about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And when you start kind of enumerating those things, you're like, well, it's more than any movie really takes on like movies don't do that they usually just it's one thing and it's usually not even anything deep right mm-hmm. um like all the marvel movies are about smashing the bad guys destroying new york city except for ant-man but <laughs> we'll talk about that later um so i think this movie just i think it has a lot of cool layers to it and i think if if you want to just watch something fun and kind of cool that reminds you of that nostalgia watch it it's fun and if you want to mm-hmm. look for cool layers upon layers and what about this and I think I think that's for you too. So yeah, I think yeah. I, as you bumped yours up, I think I bumped mine up too. More like a seven, seven point seven point five. Okay, so give it seven and a half. Solid seven and a half. All right. Now, do you own the like the collection of the first three in the Animatrix? Yeah, and I have to throw it away because it's no longer a complete collection, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my question, so I own it too. That's my bigger problem with sequels. If when they when they eventually, which I'm sure when they eventually like release this as like a Blu-ray combo, like would you would you buy it so that you have, you know, I guess if you don't have them have them on Blu-ray already, I don't even know if they have. I'm sure they have a Blu-ray release. Well, like if you mine don't, are not Blu-ray, they're DVD. Yeah, mine are DVD as well. But if you like, so if you don't have any any of them on Blu-ray, I guess it would be a good excuse, you know, to purchase sure. the whole thing. It's kind of tough because I bought the original movies. I want to say like I got them as a as a complete set in like the five dollar bin, and it was all it was the three movies plus the animatrix. Was it the whole sleeve where it has all of them? Like like the whole box that has no. It was like it was like one of those cheap DVD cases that just like has the extra leaf in it. Oh okay. Yeah, nothing special. Because mine, like I got mine. I think I got it for Christmas one year, and it was you know it's a it's a it's a box that has like the little it's the little like skinny cases for each oh, of them yeah so it's like animatrix you know matrix matrix nice. two matrix three no i just i yeah i don't know because again i bought them a long time ago i have watched them all it's you know various points i kind of want to bust them out again yeah I do too. So I don't know. I don't know if I will like immediately jump on it. I may just red box it, honestly, mm. or see it, catch it on streaming somewhere. Okay. Cause I think it'd be cool. Like I said, I'm going to watch it again at some point. I think it was really fun. I think this movie, I was, I was really going to try to watch it again before we recorded because once in a while you come across a movie that's better on the second viewing. Mm. Okay. Like uh, knives out hundred percent better mm. on the second viewing. I've only seen it once. Um, and the third viewing did not disappoint, and I did. I think I watched it four times in the span of a month. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I think it might be in that category of, like, multiple viewings. You kind of – you can you can focus on other things in the background mm-hmm. a little bit more. Right, because you know what's going on Easter overall. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to pounce on it, like, as soon as it comes out. Yeah. I don't know if I will either. But definitely, I like you said, I want to watch it again. So absolutely, yeah, catch it on streaming if it ever is, or or uh, Redbox or whatever. 
Um, all right. Well, with that, should we should we should we close it up for the, for now? Yeah. Okay. Well, as you know, I'm Josh. I'm Nate. He's Nate. I actually meant to say I'm Nate, <laughs> but I said I'm Josh. It works. I felt like that was a thro- throwback to one of our early episodes. Yeah. We'll go with it. Yeah. So I'm Josh. I'm Nate. He's Nate. Uh, we're the Open Eclectic. You can find us online. Uh, everywhere is, is, you know, slash, you know, whatever, whatever service slash the Open Eclectic. Yeah. Uh, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace. MySpace. I haven't updated it in a bit. I better do that this okay. week. But it's there. Um, and the email is theopeneclectic at gmail.com. Yeah, I think so. Have we gotten any emails? It's, it's forwarding to you, right? Is it? Oh, geez. I think it is. No, I haven't gotten any that I'm aware of. You know what? Let me check that. Let me check that right now. What if we had an email and we could do like a mailbag? We should. Well, cool. if we if we start getting emails, that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us this evening. And go check out the new Matrix movie. Yeah. Matrix Resurrections. In theaters, potentially near you, depending on where you live. Uh, yeah. I think this movie is worth. Like I'm a, like we're family dudes, so sometimes getting away to see a movie can be like problematic. At least for me, I don't know. You know, because you got mm-hmm. responsibilities and stuff, which is good. No complaining. Just one of those facts right. of life. I really wanted to go see this in uh, like a special theater in Omaha and kind of make like an event. But I was like, man, an hour there watching the movies, hour back. So in my opinion, as a married fellow, the family, I think I think a thirty thirty four minute drive still worth it to make carve the time out to go do that mm-hmm. go see it yeah it's good if you're <laughs> able to if you're able to check it out all right until next time um keep a lookout for those black cats because it means they changed something Whoa. in the matrix later i know kung fu Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic. Thank you.